Greetings, and thank you for joining us for the 12th episode of DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. This is an LMG podcast production. Today, I am joined by a dear friend. It'll be cool if if you introduce me. Can you introduce me? (laughs) All right. Uh, Today, I'm joined by Jordan. Oh, but not the Jordan with whom you are familiar. Not the Jordan uh, of the league. This is a different Jordan. Uh, The white one. This is a whiter Jordan. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, He is definitely um, a dear friend, but he might be the whitest guy I know. Um, And... What I mean by that is he did a 23andMe and all of it was the mountains of Caucasus. Yep. All of it. (laughs) Not an ounce of melanated region. And, uh, you know, that's fine. We, uh, we're inclusive here. (laughs) So, uh, Jordan, real quick, can you tell me about your DC consumption? Uh, any comic books, video games, movies, TV shows? What what DC are you consuming or have you consumed in your time? So I wouldn't dabble too much into the um, the comic books. I would probably call myself a normie when it comes to more of the um, DC side of things. But definitely the movies... Um, video games. I'm huge in the video games. Any kind of Lego collectible. Um, I was all over as a kid. Um, but yeah, I digested a lot of DC because Batman was my favorite superhero um, growing up. And so I had Batman everything, dressing up as Batman and taking down my uncle, um, making him dress up as like the Joker. It, th- that was just, that was it for me. Um so a big, big Batman guy. So, um, yeah, it, it opened my mind to uh, the DC universe. I like it. I like it. Batman was my introduction into this as well. So uh, we have that in common. Uh, and with that, I appreciate you for joining us on this journey through DC Animation. Today's film is Batman Year One released October 18th, 2011, and the comic book on which it was based is of the same name. I will read a synopsis in my own words, and then uh, we're just going to talk about it. So, we open with a plane flying over Gotham, and its story being narrated by Bruce Wayne. James Gordon is on a train, and his inner monologue is pretty much shitting all over Gotham City. Gordon meets Flass at the train station and tells him... Uh, that Gotham is a great place when you're a cop. Bruce is returning to Gotham City after 12 years of being gone. Gordon watches Flass abuse a youth and chooses to study the situation for future reference. Uh, Flass goes to Commissioner Gordon and te- goes to the commissioner and tells him that Gordon isn't quote unquote fitting in, and Gordon gets jumped by some Batmen, as in masked men with bats. Uh, Flass. Um, is obviously behind it, and even threatens Barbara, Gordon's pregnant wife, which was a mistake. Um, Bruce goes on a recon mission on the Strip in disguise and ends up catching a lot of attention and goes one-on-one with Selina Kyle. The police show up and shoot Bruce, and they put him in the police car. Of course, he's able to escape, and Gordon is pissed and decides to go find Flass. They go one-on-one, and Gordon beats his ass, 
and leaves him naked in the snow. Uh, Bruce has a flashback to the death of his parents and a bat flies through his window. And that's the thing that he needed to be like, yes, Batman, that's what we're doing. It is then that he knows what he must do. And so Gordon hears about a hostage situation and rushes over because he knows that the officers that are already there, if they handle it, it will be a bloodbath. So Gordon is able to handle the situation, but the force really doesn't like him. Uh, They want to do something about him, but they have to wait because Gordon is getting good press. Uh, Gordon laments about the idea of bringing an innocent child into this world, and Gordon is having a meeting with the other police officers about a new vigilante that has shown up, the Batman. Uh, The commissioner is having dinner with the crime lords, and Batman shows up and lets them know that no one is safe. So, of course, the commissioner tells Gordon to take care of it. Gordon is attempting to lay traps, but none of them are working. Gordon thinks that Harvey Dent might be Batman, so he interviews him. When When Gordon leaves, we find out that Batman was hiding there the whole time, so they are in contact. Essence suggests that Bruce Wayne could be Batman when suddenly she and Gordon find themselves face to face with Batman. Since the police know what building Batman is in, they bomb the entire building and get the order to deliver a body. No prisoners. So SWAT goes to war with Batman and he calls in bat reinforcements. Gordon finds himself alone with Essen and Selina becomes Catwoman. Gordon is trying to come after Flash, but isn't really getting anywhere. So Batman steps in, and suddenly, Gordon has all the information he needs to take Flash down. The commissioner then threatens to blackmail Gordon because they have evidence of the affair that Gordon is having with Essen. Uh, As they're leaving the doctor's office, Gordon and his wife go to Wayne Manor to interview Batman. They meet with him, and he is in full playboy mode. After the interview, Gordon tells his wife about the affair. Batman is listening in on a conversation that Falcone is having when Catwoman shows up and Batman has to knock everybody out and leave. Falcone wants to come after Gordon, so he puts out the order and lures Gordon out of the house. His wife and son are then kidnapped. He is about to f- he is able to free his wife, but um, they drive off with his son. The chase begins, and Bruce Wayne is not far behind. He promises Barbara that he will not let their son die. A fight ensues, and everyone falls off a bridge. Bruce is able to save the baby. Flask snitches on the commissioner, and they give a nice little Joker tease. Credits. And so, uh, Jordan, what'd you think of the movie? I thought this was very much a gordon movie right this was this was i would say more of the movie was about uh gordon for sure um that was my main takeaway from it um overall fantastic i didn't realize so i would watch the animated um tv shows as a kid uh batman beyond and i did not realize these animated movies were as vulgar as they are. And I'm sure we'll dive into it. I'm sure we'll dive into it. But some of the some of the stuff I was just I was blown away. Um but yeah, I, I thought it was a great movie. I thought uh Gordon had his 
I, like I said, this is this is definitely Gordon's movie, in my opinion. Um, you get to know more about him than you really do Batman. I have a lot of questions that I was going to pose to you. Um, like, it says Batman was overseas for 12 or 13 years while he was away, mm. after his parents got murdered. Does that... Is that anywhere else? Any other Batman literature? Um, yes, I think that it probably is because that's kind of consistent across his origin story. So we usually just find out like the the surface level stuff is his parents were shot in an alley and he becomes vengeance. He becomes the knight. He becomes Batman. But mm-hmm. he had to get all of those skills somewhere. And right. so it is usually a part of his story that he spends a bunch of time um, honing his body, honing his mind, and like getting himself right to be Batman. And so usually we just hear about his time with the League of Shadows. Uh, that's, you know, with, right, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, with Raish. And that's where he learns a lot of his combat skills and all that. And mm-hmm. so that's usually all we get into uh just depending on what you're reading um or seeing for that matter but it's it's pretty consistent that yeah he leaves and he spends a lot of time uh in the mountains and just in fucking tibet and just (laughs) wherever uh learning a bunch of skills and we've seen in an earlier movie so in episode three we discuss uh batman gotham knight and we see some of his background unfold in that movie as well. So we see um, he's learning uh, pain management from uh, one of the people while he's overseas. We see that he is kind of helping out in uh, the relief effort. And so that's where he learns some medical skills. Um We've already discussed that in a lot of things we see him in the League of Shadows. And so there are some things that do dive more deep into what he's actually doing in that time. Um, a lot of prequel material. Uh, but yes, that is that is consistent. Um, him being gone for a while and then coming back to Gotham as Batman because he had to go acquire all of those skills. Right. I, I drew some of that was, you know, Dark Knight-esque. Um, so I, I, I kind of had a feeling that's where it was touching on, but yeah, I hadn't, uh, I didn't know if it was in any other literature, um, either like comic books, but, oh yeah, uh, yeah that, that was, that's cool. Um, yeah. How about, uh, yeah. I mean, Gordon's buff, dude. Gordon is ripped. Gordon's a fucking problem. Where, where and that's the thing. Usually, where did this guy come from? Like, usually by the time we see Gordon, he's an older guy, right? Yeah. Um, and he's already commissioner. Like we we're seeing a young Gordon who like just arrived, and that's the whole thing with the year one is we're seeing um, all of the early stuff because again, usually we see an older Gordon who's already running things or whatever. So. Yeah, early Gordon. Uh, yeah, that man big is. Uh, yeah, big problem. Yeah, um, is there any anything on on his origin? Like, where does he? Why is he such a problem? Where did he now, come from? Now that I don't know, I do know that he was in Chicago, and what part? Uh, I, that I don't know. 
Um, Southside. <laughs> Gotta uh, be. I mean, quite possibly. Uh, and it could be a fictionalized version of Chicago. Who knows? But I know that uh, that's where he came from. I don't know much about Gordon before this. Um, I just kind of know what the movie tells me. So he was there. He was trying to do good work. Um, he takes down a cop that puts a bad light on him. So they send him off to the worst place they can think of is kind of the vibe I got. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know a whole lot about Gordon's time before this. But I'm sure yeah. that there is some expanding on that um, somewhere. Because he's he's a little bit all over the place. Um, I mean, he's uh, adultery, you know, is going on. Yep. I have you know a little a little immaturity from from Gordon, but at the same time, he's kicking ass and and leaving Green Berets, uh, wieners wieners in the uh, in the snow. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because uh, he's he he let us know up front he's a problem like he said it's been a while since i've had to take down a green beret yeah and green That's, berets are uh yeah you don't mess with those guys yeah they're a problem so right yeah um i mean in you know with comic books we always see the person with the particular set of skills yeah 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 so that makes sense Um, And that's one of the things that I did appreciate about this is we see a Gordon who's not perfect. He uh, he makes he makes mistakes and we see it handled um, because I thought that the police force like put S in there on purpose. Like I thought that she was a plant and that was Mm. their goal was to get some dirt on him through her. But whenever they had the conversation and she was like, I'll request a transfer. I was like, Oh shit. Uh, This, this actually just happened naturally. She wasn't like a part of the whole thing. That that, that was a good idea. I didn't think about that, but yeah, she could have been, but yeah, when she said, you know, she's ready to transfer. Yeah. That's a, Little immaturity from Gordon, but uh, he's he's a young he's a young gun, man. Especially in Gotham, I mean, you know. Also, at the same time, you know, it's Gotham City, baby. It's Gotham City. Yeah. Gordon Gordon can do whatever he wants if he's out there do, doing that, you know. But he's also, I will say, in the very beginning of the movie, he said he hopes his uh, is it his girlfriend or his wife? It's his wife. Like oh. that's Barbara Gordon. Like that is okay. that is yeah, they are married. Uh smoking hot, by the way. Um she he said that she or he hoped that the test was negative. He didn't want to raise a, a raise a child in Gotham City. Yeah. And that's that's, that's and, and I was that's one of the questions that I was gonna ask you is as a relatively new father, um, what were your thoughts on that? Because we you know, lived through the pandy. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are definitely some issues in the world. And so how did how did that hit your ear? Yeah, that was that was really heavy. I was like, wow, how you must really be in a tough situation. And it's hard for me to relate. Um, like the toughest thing I think I had to go through with with my kid was is the formula shortage and uh i know that didn't sit right with you we've talked about that um but gotham i mean 
there must be there's got to be a lot worse than formula shortages in Gotham. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah, like the <laughs> the level of crime that just occurs is uh, like it's comic book level crime. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was trying to relate a place like where would I be in the world where I'm just like nope, not having a kid. And there, there's a few that come to mind, but um, cities, man, in in, in America, I don't know. It's, it's heavy. It is pretty heavy. Okay. Okay. Uh, before we get more into the story and the things that happen, uh, what were your thoughts on the art style? I liked it. To be honest, I can't really relate it to too much. Um, but it's DC, so it's cinema. You know, um, it's great. I I liked it. I liked the um, the sound effects and everything. I liked the voice actors. Um, the animation was a little. I guess I was taken back at first because it was a little bit more, I'm going to sound dumb for saying this, but it kind of felt more like an anime, like anime style of film. It wasn't like direct, I don't know how to say it. It wasn't like some of the animated stuff that I see today. Okay. Um, and, and that's the thing. Like one of the things that um, these DC animated movies are able to do is experiment with the art styles because they some of them stand alone, some of them continue, and there are even some that are like a sequel that the art style changes. Um, so yeah, like there's a lot of options. Um, and speaking of anime, um, again, a movie that um, I reviewed earlier in the series, um, in episode three, Batman Gotham Knight, is absolutely anime based, really. So, yeah, I think that, um, if you haven't already, you should definitely watch that one. I think you might enjoy it. Because I everything I, I relate to is is Batman Beyond, because um, I just watched the hell out of that as a kid. So <clears throat> everything that I can compare it to is that, and it didn't feel like Batman Beyond at all. Yeah, no, it definitely no. This is a little different. <laughs> definitely. Um, now, one thing that I will say, um, I could get behind the art style, but I prefer for there to be whites in people's eyes as opposed to. There being like just skin and eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a that's a very valid point. Um, and that's just <laughs> that, I mean that's just me. Like as far as preference, it wasn't necessarily bad, but I noticed it. Um, because like if their eyes, like since their eyes were closed off, like there should have been whites in there, and yeah, it was, it was weird that there weren't. Um, but. Other than that, um, I thought the art style was good. Um, I will say this is a pretty, like, this might be the most direct adaptation so far between comic book and film. Like, that's, it, like they, that's they almost take, they almost take stuff verbatim. There are some, yeah. like, because they show you some panels at the end of the movie, and mm. they show you, like, some of that shit is just in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that's what is, I heard when I was doing my research was that it's it's very very close to the comic. Yeah, like this is just the comic book in yeah. a movie. Like it it's again like so far probably the most direct adaptation. Very um, successful uh, comic though, right? Oh and yeah, that's why people loved that the movie stayed stayed true. Yeah, and yeah. um and yeah, like the comic series continued. So there was a year two. I think there may have been a year three. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a movie that we'll discuss later in this series that um, is a prequel to, or I guess this is a prequel to that technically, yeah. but yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that. So um, one of the things that I thought was interesting, what are your thoughts on uh, Letterman jackets? <laughs> Dude, it's in my notes. It's in my notes. Um, Cause I noticed that too. I was very taken back by it. I personally Letterman jackets belong in high school. You're done after high school. Um, there are, I have seen some fashion pieces where, you know, high ends will try to bring in, you know, a Letterman jacket um, or Drake, for instance, his OVO Letterman jacket. Cool. Um, but it doesn't belong on a, a eight to fiver, you know what I mean? Or a <laughs> cop. So I, yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to lead into where we saw that, but when I, when I saw that, I was, I put my hand over my face. Um, it, yeah, it, it was bad. I, I, it, but it fit the character. You know what I mean? Like it, it fit perfectly. Cause I think he comes out of the house and he said, no, I said posse. And you know, where like he's alluding to, and he's in his letter and Jack with his boys. It's, it's not good. It's not a good look. Yeah. And that's, I, it was really good to me because I was like, we've seen that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. We know that guy. We know the guy who like did really well in high school um, had a really good time, was clearly a bully to the other uh, students, um, and he's just trying to live in that day. Mm-hmm. And I bet he thinks he's cool as fuck for wearing his leather. Or for wearing his oh, leather. he stepped out of the house. Yeah, dripping. Yeah, yeah he, oozing he, with confidence. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and he, yeah, he thought he was no, no girls there either. No girls were at the house probably. You know, it was just him and his boys, but... Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like we yeah. saw him in his natural element, which was <laughs> him in a letterman. And, yeah. you know, again, like you said, that needs to stay in high school. Yeah, as, like as soon as you graduate, dude, I'm talking, it's no more. You walk the stage, you're done. It's in the yeah. closet for 60 years. Yeah, like exactly. it's it's passed down as an heirloom Yeah, to your grandchildren yeah. or something. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was. Uh, Cringe I, I, really hard. Yeah, but I thought I was like, "That's perfect." Like that's that is that's <laughs> yeah. exactly correct. <laughs> yeah. Like they knew what they were doing when they put him in that Letterman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um. So, fun fact: Did you ever watch Gotham the the show? Um, a little bit. I do know where I think you're alluding this to because the voice actor for Batman is Was, also is yeah. James Gordon from Gotham. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I have said in numerous episodes, I love DC's continued use of people. I love that DC mm-hmm. will take the same people and rotate them in and out of stuff. And so for the guy who plays James Gordon in Gotham to voice Batman in a movie about Gordon was great to me. Sick. Yeah. Very, very cool. Now I didn't realize, like I knew it was, uh, I knew it was Cranston that was doing Gordon, but is Cranston in anything else that's DC? I don't think so. I think that Brian Cranston should play commissioner Gordon in real life. And I've been saying that since, since, 
since before I knew that he did this, I wanted Brian mm-hmm. Cranston for James Gordon. Like I've, Bef- I've wanted before that. he was Heisenberg. Yeah. Like I, yeah. well, when he was Heisenberg is when I was like, he needs to be James Gordon. Yeah. That would be an awesome James Gordon. Yeah. Like I, it should absolutely be him. So yeah, whenever he was James Gordon in this, I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Somebody heard me. <laughs> and yeah, uh, he killed it. Yeah. They need, they need him in live action. Um, speaking of that, um, what were your thoughts on the telling of two stories or the fact that this movie kind of goes back and forth between Gordon and Bruce and then eventually brings them together? Yeah, I I would love to dive more into the into Batman's side of things um when it comes to like his origin um and, and things like that. But I wasn't disappointed at all because Gordon's a character that I've always thought of as, as very important, obviously, to you know the Batman story. But seeing that side of him and where he, you know, his arrival, his literal arrival into Gotham was was cool to see. Um, but I did want to see. I will say I, I wanted to see more of Batman. That's why it, it felt more of Gordon's story than it than it was, you know. Bruce Wayne turning into Batman. Um, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. And I agree. I think that this was absolutely more of a James Gordon story. And yeah. it it definitely gives us insight on how their relationship happened. Because we often just see Batman, like he's already the commissioner and they already have a relationship. They already have an understanding. And I like that we got to see kind of how they got there. Um, the early steps to like before they knew each other, Gordon was going after him. And then we see that Gordon, you know, kind of makes peace with him because he knows that he's here trying to do the right thing. I feel like in most things, Gordon doesn't know that he's Bruce Wayne. Um, And in this, I mean, you know, he did the, you know, I can't see anything without my glasses. Yeah. Essen had already like made it clear, like, oh, yeah, that's that, yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> who that is. Because one of the things they said was like, you need a lot of money to roll around like he does. Yeah. And I was like, why is this the first time I'm hearing anyone point this out? Yeah, I know, like, yeah. surrounded by detectives. And this is the first time somebody was like, yeah, you, you need money to operate the way Batman does. Yeah, I always relate it to you know kind of the Dark Knight stuff too. I'm like, yeah, if you're driving a tank around or or a Apache helicopter, there's there's some bread, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it was kind of funny to be like, yeah, that is that is very true. You yeah, need like, some you, some money to be back. You know, <laughs> you might need a couple resources in order to do these things. Yeah. Not and, not uh, any ordinary guy on the street is doing this. Yeah. And then she also pointed out like Bruce Wayne returns, which was in the news, and then suddenly there's this Batman guy. Like Yeah, too many stars are aligning. It yeah, was like, it was it was obvious. Yeah, I I yeah. And I will say I would like to have seen kind of a little more between Batman and Harvey Dent, because mm. they obviously knew each other, but they just kind of glazed over that. Yeah, that's very true. How about um, Bruce's Playboy uh, scene? Uh, that was uh, 
that was that was, was that was good. That was weird, like, right? It was kind yeah, of weird. He, I mean, he leaned in, but like that's it, it yeah. felt like an act. Like Gordon was like that felt <laughs> like an act. <laughs> can you, can you imagine? Yeah, if you just go to it's it's too stereotypical. It was too yeah. stereotypical. But to see Bruce in that you know atmosphere was was awesome. Yeah. She and doesn't even a, speak a language. Yeah, she doesn't speak a language I know, except yeah. for one. It's like, oh, you, okay. you dirty dog. Oh, yeah. And he had the, the little tiny robe. Yeah. Oh. And then they leave, and then he offers her or gives her 5000 or whatever it was. Yeah, it was like, it was the easiest 5000 you've ever made. You better shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty much what he said. Was, oh, yeah, Bruce. Yeah, like, uh, Alfred will show you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Perfect. goodness. Um, so, how familiar are you with Catwoman? Ah, oh, I knew we were coming here because I have a problem with this. Let's go. Let's get into it. Catwoman is. Yolked. Okay. She is huge. (laughs) And I'm treading the line. But Catwoman is very, very masculine in this movie. Okay. I need to see her in the comic book. Uh, Because in everything else I've seen, Catwoman is still kind of a a feminine um, threat. You know, a person to be reckoned with, but in this movie, she'll she'll whoop someone's ass. <laughs> and I, I I I don't I don't know if I should say I liked her her role in this movie. It was nice to kind of see her and kind of like her. I don't want to say origin because um, I don't think it was. It definitely wasn't that, but to see her like kind of jealous of Batman, that was cool. Um, but yeah, she was, she wasn't the, um, she wasn't what I thought she was going to be when I first saw her. I'll say that. Okay. Um, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. Oh, well, I, I don't think that she lacked any femininity necessarily, but she was built like a UFC fighter. She, yeah. Like, Like, I mean, she had some fucking shoulders. If you're listening to this, you need to go Google Catwoman and Batman Year One because I'm. This is not. I'm not over exaggerating. She is huge, and she might be. She might be six one in this movie. She might. <laughs> she, she, she's six one one eighty five. She's fighting mean, lightweight and in UFC right now. Because yeah, like she she was going toe to toe with Bruce. Uh, yeah. whenever they were just in the street, like mm-hmm. they were. They yeah, like he he had to go one on one with her, yeah, which uh was a little bit trifling because the girl just stabbed him in the leg, and all he did was like, uh, get off me. And then Selena gets mad, jumps down there, and just starts throwing hands. And it's like, no, she she did she did that to herself. Like she gonna stab him in the leg and be like, Come on, guys, get him. And he's like, get off me. What okay, time out. How old how old was that girl? Do we think? Ooh, that's a great question. That's a um, good question. Because he said, how old are you? And she mm-hmm. said, 
as old as you want me to be. Yeah. So not old enough is <laughs> probably the answer. If I was going to shoot in the dark, I'd say 15. Yeah, I think I was I was going towards 16, 15, yep. 16. It's probably in the ball field. Yeah, not old enough. I know that. Definitely. That that alley or that street. Yeah, you don't belong there. Um, yeah. And that's the thing. The guy, the the pimp man, uh, <laughs> he was a terrible fucking guy. Uh, oh, dude. You know, on purpose. Right. But, you got to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For that line of work, yeah, you, you can't really be upstanding. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I didn't think that Catwoman lacked femininity when I saw her. Uh, I just knew she was strong but like that didn't take a like i i didn't see her as masculine in this movie but uh yeah she she was uh she was built for tough in this movie <laughs> that's uh that's definitely true well because the first scene we see her and she's in the window and mm-hmm. she's with a man or a, a client perhaps right so it's it was weird for me to think that Catwoman is in that line of work, but I, th- also... I think that's pretty standard. Really? Uh, yeah, because I mean, you saw I... um, the Batman, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I would just, I would imagine that's kind of your point of reference for Catwoman, um, unless you've seen her in something else. Um, I've seen her in a lot of the old older Batman movies, but I, when I say this, I'm, I'm like relating it to, <laughs> I'm just saying what man is paying to hook up with, with, with her. There are, um, she, there's is, a market for everybody. She's yoked, dude. There's a market for everybody. There are, you're right. Some, there are some people who specifically want that. It's Six called, one. It's called Death by Snoo Snoo. Snoo, what is the, oh no. that? Is a <laughs> that is a reference that uh, some people will get, but uh, it's it's from Futurama. <laughs> Went over my head. Yeah, and it's that episode is hilarious. I recommend it. Uh, but yeah, there are people who are absolutely into that. And again, um, she was strong, but I didn't think that she lacked. I didn't think she was masculine, and I guess a lot of other people didn't either, because I imagine um, she does well. Catwoman is usually, um, in most cases, looked at as incredibly beautiful and, like, sought after. Yeah. And so... Yeah, my Catwoman is is definitely uh, a great portrayal, would be the Batman. Um, That's how I've always kind of thought of her. Okay, and that makes sense. Um, I feel like other than this, Catwoman has been portrayed as a lot slimmer. But um, the fact that Catwoman is doing the stuff she does means she should be built like a gymnast. And this Catwoman was built like a gymnast uh, that I've seen anyway. Because she's very agile and is able to do a lot of high jumping, a lot of swinging, uh, like a lot of very athletic shit. And so she should look like an athlete. And in this, she does. 
Michelle Pfeiffer. That's the Catwoman. That's the OG Catwoman for me. Yes. And, and, and that Batman Returns. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like for most people, that is Catwoman. Like for people yeah. of a certain age, like for some people, it's Eartha Kitt. But I feel like for most people, Michelle Pfeiffer was their first uh, like visual Catwoman as far as yeah. um, one that can move. So be it TV show, comic or TV show, movie, any of that. I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer is most people's first Catwoman and a lot of people's OG because she's mine. Yeah. Um, like that was the first time I saw Catwoman in motion. And I was like, all right. Um, I, I think Bruce is going to fold. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, but speaking of that, uh, how do you feel about her being mad about, um, her portrayal in the media or how, how she was being treated in the media. Yeah. She was, she was jealous, right? She was. Yeah. Um, she didn't, she, she, when the credit went to Batman, uh, she was pretty upset. So she definitely has a side to her that she could be good if she wanted to, I think, but um, I don't think you can take the streets out of her. I think she is for the streets in this, in this, in this film. Okay. This cat woman is for the streets. Okay. I I thought that her being jealous was weird because it's like so because her uh the little uh person that she had with her was like, you don't <laughs> want anybody to know it's you, right? Yeah. It was like, yeah, <laughs> but I also want people to know it's me. Mm-hmm. It's like, but but you but you don't because then You'll get caught, and that's going to create issues. So you're trying to keep it a secret, but you're mad that they don't know it's you. She's in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, but then, and her being like his assistant, they're calling me his assistant. Yeah, I was like, in my head, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, you, yeah. you don't, either you go tell them it's you or not. But, <laughs> right. Like, you should be glad that nobody knows you're involved like that makes it easier for you to get stuff done because if they're looking for you you're gonna have issues so just let them think it's batman and run what you do just like it it didn't make sense to me yeah i it was odd um her that's what i I just I, i don't know i don't know how much i liked catwoman's presence in this um, okay. From top from top to bottom, you know. Um, I was I was intimidated, dude. She's <laughs> a, a brick house. Um, what was I going to say about Catwoman? I had something. Um, oh, I did. I really enjoyed uh, Batman's motorcycle. Okay, that was cool to see, and it kind of it kind of hit home with the Batman because um, all the his car in that was the coolest Batmobile in my opinion. Um, I loved to see Bruce on a, on any kind of motorcycle. I think that's awesome. And I don't know where that comes from. I don't know what movie I saw him on, I guess, originally where he's storming. There's def it may, it may have been Batman returns where he comes out of the waterfall on, on the bike. And it is to me, it's the coolest, coolest part in any, any movie I've ever seen. For me, I really like his dark Knight bike. 
because like the okay. wheels do that turn and shit. <laughs> and they make the sick noise. Yeah, and yeah, the sounds, yeah. the sound yeah. designer in that movie, they oh, they Crushed. need that. Like, oh. So yeah, like yeah. that. It was that one that I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I like that. So yeah, yeah, that that's that's um when I was like, yes, Bruce on a motorcycle. That's that's what I need. You can't you can't go wrong though, I guess, right? With with Batman on a motorcycle? Like I'm trying no, to what can you put him on where he doesn't look cool? Uh I mean, a, fa- I, uh, uh, a hot air balloon? I mean I'm sure he he'd make it he'd make it cool. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it cool. It'd be a sick hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah. A uh, blimp. See, and seeing him standing on top of a blimp, like that's that's still I'm still I'm still sold. <laughs> right. Like if he had a bat blimp, yeah. But um a bat helicopter. Oh yeah. Good. It's 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 impossible to make him not look cool. Yeah. So I mean that's why he's the favorite. It makes sense. So I okay. What so, did you think about um uh Bruce getting shot in the alley by the cop? No yeah. questions. Let's talk about that. Um, when it happened, I was surprised. Yeah. But I was like, oh, does this just speak to where we are? Because <laughs> uh, they said freeze. He didn't move. Pow. Yeah. <laughs> was like, like, he didn't move. He was going to. Yeah. Oh, that Ooh. felt that felt really familiar. I didn't like yeah. it. And that I, was... I wonder if they, because that happening to Bruce was funny to me because I'm one of the people who is of the opinion that the reason he shows the bottom of his face is so people know he's white. And so that doesn't happen to him. And here we are. <laughs> like In Gotham, uh, those bullets are rated E for everyone. Yeah, that's very true. Like. I guess I guess they didn't know who he was because he was in makeup or whatever, mm-hmm. and he went through the whole like you know it just takes some disguise and like a very distinctive scar. So like they didn't know he was Bruce Wayne, yeah. But uh, maybe it's um, maybe it's just showing like what happens to poor people. Yeah, I don't. I would I would be curious to ask, you know, where where that came from. But I think it was just mainly how yeah. He, you said it best. Gotham, no one's safe in Gotham. Yeah, um, they don't I honestly, fuck. right? It could have been. It could have been Bruce Wayne standing there in a suit, and I think they would have shot him. Um, uh, no, no, I take that. No, back. no, because they right. would have. They yeah. would have. They would have known there'd be repercussions for that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, that kind of goes to my next question. Is I always thought it was funny how Batman's parent. This is not funny. It's terrible, but. <laughs> Why, hey, when you go to the movies and you're a billionaire, millionaire, thousandaire, you don't take the alleyway home, right? Yes, I agree. Um, why, why did they take the alleyway home? Um, perhaps it was a shortcut. Um, there are certain things where they 
like they just took the alley like that's just the way it happened there are other things where the reason they took the alley is because there was a lot of commotion and a lot of stuff happening in the streets and so they took the alley to kind of get away from that and like be safer so Mm. in most stories yeah they're just taking the alley they're just like oh we're just gonna stroll through here to get to the limousine or whatever because i would think alfred need to be out front exactly and, oh. and we wouldn't even be having this conversation yeah, right I now. Mean, so we'd be talking about Superman. Exactly. And so I don't have like logistical answers for you on why that normally happens because I've seen, you know, uh, it play out where, you know, they're walking through the alley and Bruce is, you know, being a kid and like pretend, pretending to be Zorro and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I've also seen where there's like a riot in the street. And so they go to the alley to try to avoid that. Didn't, isn't that what happened in the Joker? There was something going on on the street. Yeah. Okay. And that, and and that would make sense. And they're like hiding from it. They're trying to get away, but troubles lurking around the corner. Yeah. Trouble is necklaces. Boom. Yeah, exactly. So So that would make sense. Yeah. But I, that's a good question. Um, Like, yeah, if I have, any i don't see myself being in an alley um never i'm i would go into the commotion in the streets because if it's going on in the streets i don't want to know what's going on in the alley yeah it's dark in there yeah and i like i know yeah like there there are just people lurking in alleys like that's that's just kind of and, and maybe maybe batman's origin is the reason i know that but that's very true I, I, I feel like, yeah, like this, because you and I know a person whose name we will not say that um, walked through an alley and got jumped. Yeah. Like yeah in, too. in real life, not that long ago, like in 2023, like was leaving a place, walked through an alley to get to his car and got jumped by three hooligans. Alleys will forever be dangerous. Forever. Yeah, like that's just what they are. Yeah, that's so, their purpose. You go, you go down an alley to get to get shanked. I'm gonna say or, this, and it's gonna sound terrible, but if you go down an alley, you're asking for it. <laughs> yeah, that's what alleys are for. Like, you're definitely asking for it. Like, if you want to fight that day, find an alley. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, walk around with a with a chain on in the alley. Yeah, yeah. Get you, get you any with piece change, of jewelry. Some yeah. change in your pocket. Yeah, jingle you need fight. to, you need to jingle when you go through. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're looking for a fight, yeah, find you an alley, and uh, yeah, you'll be able to throw hands. Yeah, and, and you can really hone in on those skills, and you'll be able to call self defense too, because like, mm-hmm. yeah, officer, they jumped me, and uh, now they're all in the hospital. <laughs> they're all dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and of course, there are no cameras in this alley because it's a fucking alley. Right. And cameras don't work in alleys. So I think everyone everyone is under the the same conclusion that alleys are for for trouble. Yes. No cameras will be put there. Alleys are for trouble like that. You if you go down an alley, buddy system. Well, if you take your buddy, you're 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 also you're going to get shanked with your buddy 
I mean, there's no. There's, <laughs> like this, there's gonna be two shanks instead of one. Yeah, there's there's no there's no buddy system unless you unless you take you know some green berets with you. And that, uh, man, you're screwed. And, and we'll see if that even works. I was about to say there might be a a, a Gordon lurking in the alleyway. Yeah. So you, who knows? So uh, moral of the story, kids: avoid alleys at all cost. Um, absolutely daytime nighttime morning sun rain you don't want those problems don't do it oh goodness anyway uh any other thoughts on the oh, movie any okay can, can we also talk about um what is his name is the, the officer the letterman jacket um is it Flass? Flass. 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 oh yeah you're right Flass. so he sees those three kids right yeah let's and talk he, about i forgot <laughs> to bring thank you for keeping that he decided I had to rewind it. I had to rewind it. yeah to look at the other kids because yeah. i definitely was i the first time i watched it, I did the same thing i was like was there just one yeah same. and yeah he just yeah beat the shit out of the one just say it child yeah and it was a child they were children yeah he had a comb in his pocket and then he said something so terrible he said i'm um, only human jimmy yeah yeah the, fuck you Fla- like i'm glad flask got left butt-ass naked in the snow he deserved yeah. it because he was a terrible fucking guy but yeah he he beat up the only colored kid terrible and i don't know if it's because he was the only brown right. over there mm-hmm. but yeah he flash was basically like yeah he's he was trouble exactly Threw him of course he was okay yeah. that's cool and I'm that's glad we like, had the same reaction oh yeah and and the fact that james gordon was like he's using his green beret shit on this child <laughs> that's not good <laughs> Not in any, like, any circumstance. Yeah, like you are using your special forces training on this youth that you're far bigger than. You didn't even say anything to him. It's like, hey, hey, kid. Uh, uh, uh. Like, like what, what are we doing? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I ha- when I rewinded it, I was like, did I see that? Rewind. Yep. The only one. Yep. The only one. I'd be curious if that was on purpose. <laughs> I'm Probably, sure that I'm sure they did him, it to make us hate him more. Yeah, more of a scumbag. Yeah, like I think I think that was because I, I don't again I don't know if it was racially motivated, but it doesn't matter. Like based on what I saw, I yeah. hate I hate this guy already. But you know, also Gordon, silence is violence, buddy. Silence is violence. You stood there and didn't do nothing. And I think Gordon probably figured that was the best decision at the time. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it because that what Gordon did is how a lot of young people end up hospitalized and or dead. Um, yeah. as, as far as police brutality goes, um, 
because there are a lot of people who will just stand by and watch it happen. And while Gordon did it for, can you really call it a right reason? Um, Because Gordon was trying to gather information to be able to take him down because he knew he was dirty. He was studying him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely studying him. And so I want to say for the quote unquote right reason, but I also struggle to say that there's a right reason to allow that. I feel like he could have, he could have stepped in a little bit or Hey, or go punch the white kid in the face. That way it's not a hate crime at a minimum. <laughs> yeah, give give the white kid like, a, a yeah, lick like, to go home with. Because yeah, then like, it's like, okay, if those hands beat up. Yeah, if those hands are rated E for everyone, then you know whatever. You just hate yeah. young people. But <laughs> yeah, for you to be like you, <laughs> and then just beat his ass like unnecessarily. Like I I don't even remember why he did it. Like it felt like a do you have my money. I thought they were like almost homeless because they were around a uh, a burning trash can, right, or something, probably along the likes of that. Um, And yeah, just turns on the uh, the siren, gets out, and just whoops his ass, throws him in the dumpster. Simple as that. And but uh, that's the thing, like that's the kind of shit that I like when you see him in the Letterman jacket, you're like, yep. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it, yeah that's that's exactly right yeah so yeah uh i yeah flash is just the, the just a really he is the worst yeah just an awful dude and the problem is he probably accurately represents a lot of what's happening he beat up the uh the guy at the train station like we're not even five minutes into this movie and uh i don't know what you call that guy the bookseller right yeah and just gives uh gordon an introduction to uh to how gotham goes yep and uh so yeah that's uh but he ends up with his uh his penis braid in the snow so that's a yep. good way to good way to end his uh his career and gordon was like he's gonna make up some shit about 10 dudes who jumped him <laughs> yeah and oh was that not hilarious whenever he's in uh, a neck brace and gordon's making him <laughs> yeah recount elaborate. the story yeah like what uh what happened to you why don't you tell us again yeah thought that was hilarious and he's like he's not human i promise <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That oh, was that awesome. was that was so good. There there's so many good little things in that in this movie, just like that, that make it enjoyable to watch through oh, and yeah. through. There's no boring parts of the movie at all. Agreed. Um Commissioner Loeb was a piece of shit. And um Yeah, like he it's so funny because what happened to him was about right. Um, mm-hmm. whenever Gordon was like, Commissioner Loeb is pretty calm for a guy who's facing uh some charges, but he had a scapegoat. 
And the other dude who was, you know, uh, causing problems and being difficult was in a cell. And I was like, that was like frighteningly accurate. Yeah. Cause never, that's a, they'll never go down. Yeah. Like that's exactly how that, cause he was at dinner with the highest crime Lords in the land. Like yeah. it's yeah. Like there was no way that, and, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like in this, like there needs to be just it. Like, yes, there absolutely should be. And it would be great if there were, but this story was like very realistic in that. Like, no, he's, he's facing these charges but he's fine yeah and somebody else went to jail for it so he's gonna be fine what did you think about the the quote after batman um flips the cop car and he goes he says something on the likes of yeah they're scum but scum have families too and saved them yeah that was cool right yeah that was very batman uh, yeah, yeah, because those I mean, yeah, those two, one of them, the one who was like, why'd you shoot him? He <laughs> may not have been a terrible guy, but the other guy was like, he was going to move. I've seen his type. I was like, yeah, all righty. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was very Batman uh, to say, like, yeah, they, they're fucking dirt bags. There's a but, lot of great one liner quotes in there. The very oh, yeah. first one where he's he's on Gordon's on the plane or no, Bruce is on the plane and he's saying, you know, it looks like a uh, a marvel down there, but you can't see, you know, the, the crime in the streets. That's yeah. Really cool. Like, yeah, like from up here, it's beautiful. Right. Yeah. But yeah, down there, which is where Gordon was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gordon was like this fucking city. <laughs> on <Jesus>. the subway. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, it was, uh, yeah, there were a lot of good quotes in this movie. Um, and the movie was like mostly narrated and like in our thoughts and stuff. So where did, where does this rank for you for, um, Batman animated? Uh, I think I give this movie about 7.5 creeping up, creeping up to an eight. Yeah. This is definitely a good one. I, don't know if I would say this one is as good as Under the Red Hood, but this is definitely a good one. Um, and what I love is this is the point for me when they just get really good. Like the movie that I reviewed before this one was the last one that I was like, I really didn't. Well, not the last one, but like the last one for a stretch where I was like, I didn't care for it. Um you know, it's on the lower end. It's not my favorite. Like from here up to episode, like from now, the next 10 episodes with like the occasional um, six and a half or seven, uh, it, it's it's straight hitters. And yeah. I'm I, I can't wait to get into it because my favorite one is coming up. And that's going to be good. Uh, but yeah, like from from here, this, this is the point I was trying to get to because, oh, they get so good after this. The, are there any rated R ones of, of Batman that are animated? 
I believe Surely. so. I think I think they get rated R a little later. Like we, because there's some shit I've seen that's like, oh, this has to be rated R. Um, yeah. so I I think that we will eventually get to rated R, but we're not there yet. But they, it's a hard PG thirteen. Like it's it's more mm-hmm. like a PG fifteen. I was about to say uh, I was surprised this one wasn't. I probably sound like a, a Quaker right now, but I was very <laughs> surprised that it, it was PG thirteen. But yeah, there's there's some there's some rated R ones. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure. I'd be shocked if there weren't. But um, yeah, there's cussing and uh, some violence, and yeah, it gets it. And I love it. I love that these movies grew up with me, or at least that's what it feels like. Because it feels mm-hmm. like when I was a kid, I had stuff for me at that age, and now that I'm grown, I have had stuff for me at this age. Yeah, that's very and, true. And that is a part of why I wanted to take this journey because, again, I need to bring attention to how good these movies are and how for they're for us. They are, <laughs> yeah. And I love it. Um, that whole good. there are some people who are like, "Oh, DC's too dark." Shut your face! It's yeah. appropriately dark, and I am here for it. That's the power that DC has. Um, if we want to go on a tangent um, for DC versus Marvel that argument that Brandon knows and loves. Um, that's what DC DC has, that dark grunge, you know? And mm-hmm. you, they, got, they got to bring it to the light, man. Yeah, they're not afraid of it. Mm-mm. They lean into it. And again, that's why, we're, that's why we're doing this. We know that DC's live action movies are not anywhere near the MCU as far as quality goes. We understand Very- that. Hit or miss. Very or spotty. Miss. But with these animated movies, especially from here on, straight Rush. quality. I am excited to get into more of these. Like, we've reached the point where I'm like, yes, more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think it's so good. So, yeah, like, I will say, like, 2011 to, like, 20. 15 well like 2014 that was a good well no i'll say 2015 um that was a good uh point for me because i was like oh all of these are so good Mm -hmm. and so i yeah it's it's gonna be a good time to talk about them jordan uh what are you looking at on a scale of one to ten yeah i'd have to put it I, i it's hard for me to give it an eight but I want to so bad. I want to give it a nice 8.1. Okay. But, but I, I support it. 8.1. I support it. With. No, I think, I think you're good. Um, now, if you want to compare it to the Batman movies before, then there are two standalone Batman movies that have happened before this one. We have episode three, which is Batman Gotham Knight, very anime influenced. And then we have episode eight, which is under the red hood. Um, Mm -hmm. Very good. I would highly recommend, well, take the whole journey, but if you're looking for Batman specifically, as far as what we have talked about so far, definitely watch under the red hood and see which movie you like better. Will do. So, um, anything else on uh, on this movie? 
Nope. Uh, I'm glad I went on this adventure with you, Spencer. And I hope to see you on more of them. Oh, I would love to be back. Okay, okay. And there's more Batman stuff, so. Yes, uh... keep throwing them my way. Okay. Uh, In the next episode, we will be discussing Justice League Doom. So until then, salutations. Salutations.